Welcome to the Naturally Healthy Pets podcast. Let's get to it. Hello and welcome to Naturally Healthy Pets podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Judy Morgan, and my guest today is from down under, Dr. Edward Bassingthwaite. He is the healing vet as an intuitive integrative veterinarian from Melbourne, Australia. He's a world-leading expert in silent pain in pets, and I'm really interested to hear what he has to say on this. And he's the founder of the Whole Energy Body Balance Method. We'll learn about that. A profoundly healing neurofascial bodywork and energy work modality for pets, people, and horses. So very, very, very cool. Thank you so much for agreeing to be on the podcast. Oh, you're welcome. I'm, it's also all sorts of fun to be here with you. It's um, <laughs> you know such a such an honor, really. So. You, it, the title of this uh, says the problem that 53% of pet parents miss. Um, and I've, I find that interesting and we'll get into that. But first of all, what is silent pain? So silent pain is is usually chronic, but sometimes acute. But pain that is in, in your pet's body, nearly always in the soft tissues of the body, that is making their life miserable, but that they will show no outward signs of that humans can see. And the only way that I have found to consistently actually discover this kind of pain is by palpation, by feeling into the body and then watching the animal's nonverbal responses. So you have to actually press into where the pain is and then they'll show you in their body, their eyes will open a little bit, they'll kind of you'll see a physical reaction like, oh, yeah, that, that's sore there. When you touch that, that's sore. <laughs> so um, I really didn't realise this until some seven years ago when Mitzi, who's just here on the table beside me as always, um, I took him to be my my demonstration dog and he was a little bit more reactive than usual to other dogs coming near to him. So when I got home, I fell into his neck and found that he had an incredibly painful neck and then it came to light that my wife said, oh, Mitzi fell on the stairs about three weeks ago, but the little guy got up, shook himself off and seemed okay, so I didn't think to tell you. So at that moment I realised, you know, I've been a vet for 23 years or whatever at that point, and my whole special focus in my vet work was finding and relieving pain in dogs, and I'd clean missed my own dog. So I've gone, <laughs> right, if I can miss out on pain, how many other people are missing this kind of pain in their in their animals? And that's when I, I did a little kind of informal clinical study, had 63 new dogs come through the door, said to the people, do you think your dog has pain? 53% of those people said no, but when I got my hands on and assessed, they had significant soft tissue pain. Interesting. Yeah. I, and I can say that I saw that in practice as well. And I, I, it wasn't that I was asking people if the animals were in pain, but because I do a lot of acupuncture and chiropractic, mm -hmm. when you start running your hands over those animals, applying pressure, uh, a lot of times you get that flinch or the eyes wide yeah. open or the pull away. Um, and so I think that we do. And I personally have Cavalier King Charles Spaniels and English Toy Spaniels. And so they all suffer with, well, not suffer, they all live with um, pain associated with syringomyelia and yeah. caudal occipital malformation syndrome. So neck pain is a big deal for these guys, but sometimes it can be in other areas of the body as well. So from having them over the years, it's taught me a lot about the signals that they will show 
when you're touching areas that they're not showing just on a day to day basis. So yeah. it would be so easy to miss if you, you know, weren't kind of looking for it. So what are, I mean, so your dog fell, um, what other causes are there for silent pain? Well, soft tissue pain or, or what I would call neurofascial pain. I really think that the, the fascia and the higher degree of neuro, neurological innovation that is in the fascia is where, where it's sensed and stored in the body. So um, it can happen from a whole range of things. Any kind of accident, any kind of trauma can leave a, a legacy of, of silent pain, soft tissue pain in the pet's body. And then just wear and tear, you know, the, the ongoing, I know that, you know, I'm 52 now, my body's not quite as comfortable as it was when I was 22. So we all have this kind of soft tissue. Not only does pain build up from wear and tear and impact, you know, one of the big things is ball play, high impact, high arousal type um, activities is where a lot of dogs can build up a lot of silent pain a lot more quickly because they get super aroused and their pain tolerance shoots up every time they're aroused and then they don't feel the, the harm that they're doing to themselves. So it's kind of inevitable. And in my experience, the only way to really treat it at the root cause is the same way that you find it, which is to get your hands on and use physical therapy. And that's the most effective way to both prevent and and treat uh, soft tissue pain. My experience is with my dogs. Mitzi now is about 12 or 13 and he needs maintenance, right? I need to get my hands on him regularly and, and he has a lot more need for regular touch work now than he had when he was two or three. So it's, sure. it's kind of like my whole thing is that I just want to empower people to learn how to get their hands on their animal to feel for where pain is and then use touch to, to relieve that pain and prevent that pain. That's, that's my whole kind of professional and sole purpose, I suppose. That's what I do. So when you have an animal that comes into your practice mm. and you run your hands over them and you discover that they have pain that the parent, pet parent may or may not have been aware of, um, are you then, I, I would assume that in the office you're working on the animal, but are you also teaching the pet parents how they can work on their own animals? Um, I do to some extent, yeah. Uh, certainly the other kind of silent pain that is out there is anxiety and trauma. So you have physical silent pain, then you have mental, emotional silent pain, which is is anxiety and trauma. And through working hands-on with animals for a long time, I've also discovered some particular qualities of therapeutic touch that cause a really strong somatic or body-level relaxation response. And I found that if you use touch in this way regularly with anxious animals, you can get a really beautiful behaviour modification. You essentially teach these animals, learn how to regulate themselves in a relaxation. You use touch to move in a relaxation. The whole body-mind system learns how to do that. I mean, one of the things I believe anxiety is is, is purely and simply animals have lost their capacity to regulate from arousal into relaxation. And if you retrain that, for instance, I had a staffy called Clyde come to see me some years ago, he was eating the house when he's left alone. So he had one, I had two appointments. I taught the people how to do this relaxing touch and they went home and there was a mother and two daughters that then just, you know, probably gave this dog hours of touch every day, I suspect, because in two weeks his separation anxiety was gone, completely wow. gone. 
So, you know, there's this other thing that when you use touch, you're not just affecting the physical, you're affecting the, the whole physiology, the nervous system. And over time, then the brain catches up and go, can learn that, oh, I don't need to be anxious. I can relax while this thing that I thought was going to kill me is, it's not kill me and I'm relaxed. <laughs> so it's, it's a really interesting thing that, that, and the other problem that I find is that vets just aren't trained how to palpate for this kind of pain. I wasn't. Um, I've worked with two or three final year vet students in the last three years who've all gone, wow, soft tissue pain, never heard a thing about it. So you've got this big blind spot in the whole industry mm-hmm. and, and in the community of people who, who care for and, and love their animals is that there's just a, a massive lack of awareness about the problem because the thing with animals is that they don't make a noise when they're in pain. They don't vocalise. And if you've got chronic soft tissue pain that's throughout the whole body, you're not going to get a limp because everywhere hurts all the same amount, right? And my other experience with working with animals like this is that they seem fine. Maybe, oh, my dog's just a couch potato. But then I work with them and suddenly they turn into a playful, outgoing, happy little guy who wants to go for walks and stuff. And it's not that they're couch potato, it's that they've been living with chronic pain that their humans can't see. And that is so true. So, oh gosh, 20 20 years ago-ish when the first NSAIDs came out. Rimadol was the first one that came out. I was not a holistic vet at the time, and mm-hmm. I had a nine-year-old dog, a Doberman, so a big dog. And um, I thought he was getting older, and he was just a couch potato because he was pretty laid back, and he laid around a lot. Uh-huh. And uh, so, you know, this new drug came on board, and I was like, my dog probably has some arthritis, and I started him on it. And honestly, within three days, that dog was leaping over the back of the sofa, chasing deer around our three acres, like going crazy and i it was one of those eye-opening things where i went oh my gosh you weren't a couch potato you were in pain and i had no idea yeah um now rimadil is not my recommendation believe me <laughs> yeah, know, um, the dog actually but the dog was on it for a year and he actually ended up dying of liver abscess um thank you rimadil so we don't recommend that, but there are a lot of things we can do for pain. And I, I will say, especially with the soft tissue pain that you're talking about, if I were not trained in acupuncture and chiropractic mm-hmm. and Reiki and doing a lot of that sort of work with my animals and my patients, I never would have thought to look for it. I wouldn't notice that pain reaction that you're talking about. Um, And so I do agree that the traditional veterinary teaching does, you know, it's, it's sort of like, Oh, let's flex and extend the joints. Oh, look at that. His, his stifle hurts because he blew his cruciate. Okay, great. We can diagnose that. But what you're talking about is not looked at or diagnosed. Well, no, obviously 53% of the time we need, (laughs) we need to be looking for this. Well, absolutely. And I I think the other thing, and you know, I I really don't want to beat up on vets here and it's not that they're bad vets. No, this is something that is not taught. This is like a knowledge gap, a skill gap. Yep, exactly. I think part of the reason for it is that if you look at an X-ray or an MRI, a CT or an ultrasound, this pain doesn't show any changes on diagnostic imaging. So the vets look at the pictures and they go, there's nothing there. Well, there's nothing you can see, but there is everything you can feel. And the other thing I really want to stress for all of your community who's listening is 
it's easy to learn how to do this. You know, I can teach people how cool. to do this in, in a matter of weeks. It's not, it's not rocket science. You don't need to know anatomy and physiology or be a vet or a vet nurse or anything. Anyone can learn how to do this for their animals. It's, it's, I mean, it's like everything. It, it probably took me 27 years to make it simple and easy to learn, right? Because it took me a long time to learn it in experience. But once you know how to do it, it's like, like riding a bicycle. It's super easy. Very cool. And I, actually, I have a um, a client, I think she lives in Minnesota, um, who has a dog that she, this dog gets body work all the time as far as acupuncture, chiropractic, um, and x-rays look good. And they basically are equating it as being like a person would feel with fibromyalgia, yeah. that this dog just is in constant pain. And so the dog self-regulates by not moving around much. And then when the dog feels good and does move around more, then the dog is in more pain because so, uh, this is really interesting. And I know she'll listen to this podcast. So, and I, she'll know who I'm, uh, that I'm talking about her. Um, and so I hope this is something that can be really helpful because for seven years, she's been struggling, trying to find an answer for this dog. Yeah. Um, I think every pet owner should learn how to do hands-on work with their animal. It's not only will you learn how to find pain ongoing, and, you know, Mitzi here, um, I check him around about every week and I, I nearly find about probably two weeks out of three I'm missing some kind of soft tissue pain in his body now that he's older and I need to do a little bit of extra kind of hands-on work to help him with that. So well, I think it's also definitely going to help with the bond with your pet oh, with yeah. hands-on work. So we need to take a quick break to hear from our sponsor. Uh, When we come back, we're going to dive into this a little bit more and learn a little bit more about what we can do for our pets. Awesome. Stay tuned. Pain is often treated with NSAIDs, opioids, and steroids with a long list of potential dangers. That's why Dr. Judy started looking for a better pain management option for her patients. She discovered a supplement called palmitoyl ethanolamide, or PEA for short. PEA is a naturally occurring fatty acid compound found in plants and animals that has anti-inflammatory, neuroprotective, and pain-relieving properties without any known side effects or drug interactions, making it a safe and effective option for pets. As a loyal podcast listener, you can get 10% off Dr. Judy's PEA now on naturallyhealthypets.com using the code PODCAST15. Keep your pet pain-free with Dr. Judy's PEA now. Welcome back. My guest today is Dr. Edward Bassingthwaite, and he is from Melbourne, Australia, and he has developed something called the Whole Energy Body Balance Method, really uh, talking about neurofascial body work, energy work uh, to help pets, people, and horses with soft tissue pain. And so I am familiar with, and I know this is something that you have developed, but I'm familiar with craniosacral therapy, Mm -hmm. Mm T-touch, Reiki, are those kinds of things sort of getting along the lines of what you're doing or is it totally different from anything like that? Well, we we do teach some craniosacral type skills and connections in the program. So craniosacral is something that I've had found profoundly helpful for myself as having therapy for me. T-touch as I understand it, is kind of gentle circling movements on the body. 
Yeah, all different kneading and circles. Yeah, but mostly the circles. Mostly circles, some kneading, and I think you do wraps and stuff like that. Yep, yep. And then Reiki is is energy healing. So what the whole energy body balance method, at the heart of it is a whole body soft pain, soft tissue, uh, soft tissue pain assessment process where you learn how to feel right throughout the body. I mean, if you just feel into your own forearm, fairly firmly right now you'll probably find some pain you didn't know you had in there oh yeah and then i have to go which acupuncture point is that (laughs) and glide your fingers across the top of your forearm you'll go oh you know so then we have a lot of this too and that's why having body work as a human is one of the best self-care things you can do is go and have a good massage once a month but what what happens in we've got more than there's more than 25 different types of hands-on skills that we teach in a structured way. So we teach the skills in a very structured way how to do them. But then then we teach you how to apply them in a very fluid, flexible, adaptable way. So you never use the same pattern of how you interact with the animal's body from time to time because your animal's body is different day to day and week to week. Right. It changes all the time. It has different needs. So um, we have a whole range of really what I call yin or gentle type skills, craniosacral, um, there's a loving touch one and a somatic relaxation one, which is also really good for relaxation. So they're, they're slower and the pressure is less, the intensity is less. You're using kind of gentle approaches. We use a lot of pulsing as well. So bringing rhythmic movement into the body opens up restrictions and releases pain and tension. And then we have a whole range of, of really where we get into the fascia, the neurofascia, and use releases of different kinds to release superficially and, and then work right deep into the core to to unlock and release where we find pain or restriction from healthy movement in the body. And that the, the assessment process is kind of ongoing throughout as you're working hands-on because you're continually adjusting to the animal's communication. You, you bring the pressure to the point, like I say, where you want to, if you've ever had a massage, when you're hands-on with your animal in a therapeutic sense, they want to be feeling like, oh, that that, that hurts and it feels good. And they can <laughs> stay with you, right? They can be relaxed with that level of connection and touch. So you've got to be continually, it's, it's a whole process of deep connection and communication with your animal while you're hands-on in that you're totally connected with it, all their nonverbal subtle communication and, and adapting how you're touching them in response to how they're, they're telling you what's going on as you're touching them. Absolutely. It's very cool. Yeah, When I would talk to clients about if I had somebody come in and their dog is having back pain or whatever, and I would go down the back and it's like, this is like palpating a brick wall. Like mm-hmm. they are just so tight and they're it's like, when the muscles are that tight, if you try to do a deep massage on them, they're, they're just going to move away. It's yeah. they, they can't. Um, so you have to meet the animal kind of at their level of, okay, you know, and so I would always tell people, look, your goal is when you come back in two weeks or whatever, you will have worked on this area enough that now it's going to feel like mashed potatoes and not a brick wall anymore. <laughs> like we've got to get some energy yeah. moving. Um, you know, if, and I can say, cause I, I tend to do things around the farm that, Oh, I lifted that hay bell wrong. Oh, I lifted that bucket wrong. And then you get that muscle spasm and it's just like, oh my gosh, don't touch me, but I'm so miserable. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so um, 
Now, do you do um, acupuncture and chiropractic? No, I don't. As I, well, I don't do chiropractic. I don't do any manipulations, which is a kind okay. of the more high velocity. Yeah, I just didn't know if this was if you were uh, combining anything like that with this. No, so work. so I use the the whole body work type of thing, which is touch, and then the energy work thing, which is intuitive perception, empathic connection, and working with energy to to work from you know through the chakras and energy systems and all that kind of thing so the the energy work is is kind of similar to reiki in that it is working with with healing energy but the quality and vibration of energy that we use is very different and the range of different types of skills that we use to move that energy is totally different to reiki i have studied reiki back in the past so i I know what it is and, and this is kind of the same but different and is this something that you have like a, a, a virtual course that somebody could get on and learn yeah. how to do this? Yeah, yeah, we so, have, okay. we have um, well, two programs and a third one about to launch for working with animals. We have web body work for pets, which is the real hands-on science, you know, physical and um, anxiety trauma type work. And then we have web energy work for animals, which is another program that helps people reawaken their intuition because we all were incredibly intuitive empathic little beings when we were babies and the human jungle tends to kind of squeeze that out of you i find um so yeah we have two programs that you can learn as either a home practitioner or or if you want to be a certified practitioner and get out there and you know have a whole lot of fun working with animals as a living that is very cool how how long does it take to learn this is this a 20-hour course a 40-hour course am i going to spend the rest of my life trying to learn this (laughs) well it's if you do the if you can put in two to four hours a week you get through the whole thing in probably three to six months in terms of practicing and really getting getting into the skills um but then it is a lifelong journey because you know i've I've been doing this for 27 years and i'm still learning something new every time i work with an animal so it's an open-ended thing it's a bit like playing a musical instrument or or doing creative pursuits you don't stop growing into it you grow into it forever (laughs) that's very cool so as people are working through the program Mm -hmm. i assume that they're kind of working on their own animals and their animals are teaching them while they're trying to get issues solved yeah exactly and you know i I don't think your friends are going to say no if if you offer to give their their pets a bit of lovely massage or energy healing as well. So, and with the energy healing, of course, you can do it in person or at a distance. It's not constrained by time and space like like science thinks everything is. Right, that is very true because everything is energy. Um, but the hands-on stuff is very cool. And it, it's interesting you say people won't say no. And I, they probably wouldn't say no to this kind of work. I remember when I was learning chiropractic on horses, I had my own horses to work on. But then, you know, I have a lot of friends with horses. And I would say, well, I can I can I practice on your horse? And some would say yes and some would say no. Yeah, well, there is that too. <laughs> and um, we're, actually, we're actually launching Whole Energy Body Balance for horses for the first time later on this year that so that's cool. incredibly exciting and that's more like an advanced program that builds on 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 the skills learned in the other one so i grew up with horses i was horse mad we did all our cattle work on the on the farm or the ranch on horseback and competed and oh, i've cool. been 20 years without horses in my life so it's kind of lovely to come back to that yeah i i 
showed hunters and jumpers and equitation when I was younger. And then with school and kids, I got away from it and then got back into it. And uh, now, now I have horses and donkeys. And let me tell you, donkeys are really, really, really fun. They are, their personalities are totally different and they're very I remember cool. when I was <laughs> still at vet school, I went and did prac work at a big equine specialist place and I had a donkey that came in and then it got well and then they tried to put on a horse float. Well, you should have seen, you know, eight people trying to get this donkey on the float. The donkey was just immovable. Uh, yeah, that, you know, you lead a donkey to where they want to go. Yeah. <laughs> they don't want to go. <laughs> That's where they get that reputation of being stubborn. But, well, this is so cool. Um, so you have a... I have a thing on here. It says an invitation to attend Dr. Ed's free pet silent pain masterclass. What is that? Yeah. Uh, look, I've, I'm just in the process of totally rewriting this, but what it, what it is, is a 90 minute session where um, I talk about physical silent pain, what it is. So you get the, you know, I always think that if, if you want to be able to help your pets, number one, you need to understand what the problem is. And then number mm-hmm. two, you need to, have some tools to do something about it. So the first part is all about physical silent pain. The second part is all about the mental, emotional silent pain, which is anxiety and trauma. And then in the third part of this masterclass, um, I show you the beginnings of how to feel into your pet's body and start to get an idea of where they've got hidden pain and how much it is and teach you um, web loving touch, which is a, a lovely, relaxing, connecting type of way to use therapeutic touch that helps anxious animals relax does release a little bit of the kind of outer layers of pain and tension because any kind of touch does has a therapeutic impact on the body and it it really can help anxious animals as well that's so cool so you are on all the social media and uh two websites wholeenergybodybalance.com and thehealingvet.com and so i'm guessing there's a whole lot more information on those two websites about this um, have you written a book yet oh i am in the closing stages of writing this book it should be out before the end of this year and that is all about this silent pain issue as well and um you know i'm also available for kind of intuitive energy healing work with animals online as well so if anyone's interested Awesome. Exploring that. And that is through one of these websites, yeah. the whole energy body balance or the, the healing healingvet.com for that one. That is, so, very, um, yeah. that is very cool. So for those of us on this side of the globe, you do have to deal with the time difference of about 12, 13 oh, hours. We, we so that out. That's not so hard to do. <laughs> When we're trying to get these things done, the the time difference can sometimes be just a little tricky. Thank you very much. Uh, this is quite quite intriguing, um, and I I totally agree with you that I think a lot of animals and a lot of people are walking around with pain or laying around with pain and not moving as much. Yeah. Um, and I I think that it's really our responsibility to. Uh, figure that out and help our animals. So I really appreciate the work that you're doing. And I really appreciate that you have offerings available so that other people can learn about it. So thanks for all the work well, thank you do. You. Thanks for letting me, you know, speak to your people and get this word out because it's so important. Absolutely. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another great Naturally Healthy Pets episode. Be sure to check out the show notes for some helpful links. And if you enjoy the show, please be sure to follow and listen for free on your favorite podcast app.
We value your feedback and would love to hear from you on how we're doing. Visit drjudymorgan.com for healthy product recommendations, comprehensive courses, upcoming events, and other fantastic resources. Until next time, keep giving your pet the vibrant life they deserve. The purpose of this podcast is to educate and to inform. It is no substitute for professional care by a veterinarian, licensed nutritionist, or other qualified professional. You're encouraged to do your own research and should not rely on this information as professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Dr. Judy and her guests express their own views, experience, and conclusions. Dr. Judy Morgan's Naturally Healthy Pets neither endorses or opposes any particular view discussed here.